Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and in this podcast, I will be talking about business, entrepreneurship, and of course, money. I hope you take something away from this episode and enjoy. To us teens, retirement seems a long way into the future. That's especially true for those who haven't started working yet. But what if I told you that now is the time to start saving for retirement? As crazy as it sounds, doing so will set you up for lots of financial success in your future, and I promise you'll thank me later. The main reason why doing this is so beneficial that I'll talk more about later is that the money in your retirement accounts will grow over time. The balance increases upon itself. So if you start earlier, you have more time for your money to actually grow. This episode, I'm going to cover the importance of saving for the future in four common retirement accounts. If you want to learn how to have almost 1.5 million more dollars saved by the time you need to retire, keep on listening. I'm going to kick off this episode by talking about the importance of saving. Why do we even need to put money aside for retirement? Well, the average age a person retires is at 62 years old. The average life expectancy of a person is 79 years old, and that number is slowly increasing every year because our technology is always advancing. But just taking those two numbers, between the time you stop working and the time of your passing, you still have to provide for yourself financially for 17 years. You can't do that just by scraping the coins off of your car floor. That's hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars we're talking about. To continue paying for your food, medication, utilities, and more, you'll need money. Unless you would like to place that burden on your future children or just try to wing it, both of which aren't the smartest of plans, you'll need to save for this period in your life, retirement. And you may be wondering, well, doesn't the government help me by providing Social Security? Social Security is a program run by a federal agency that provides financial assistance for people in retirement, and it does help to a point. The website Investopedia.com states, according to the Social Security Administration, its payments replace about 40% of the average wage earner's income after retiring. Meaning, even with Social Security, you need to come up with about 60% of the income you'll need to live comfortably after you retire. So while Social Security can help you out some, you still need a significant amount of money saved by yourself. And many also suggest to save without expecting government's help and that Social Security money because the program is actually losing money, which I can talk more about later. In the end, you will need a large amount of money saved for retirement because you will have many years you still need to support yourself without your normal income and you want to be prepared. And starting now will help you out greatly when doing so. Okay, so now I'm going to get into the four main types of retirement plans. I'll give a description of each, explain the pros of each and when you might use one over the other, and I'll go over the tax treatment. And this is not by any means tax advice. At the end, I'll also tell you all which one I recommend you start saving in now as a teenager. And before I start, I want to say that there are more details about each of these plans, such as the max amounts of money you can contribute, that I won't go into in this episode, but I'll break down these four examples even more in future episodes, so stay tuned for that. The first type of retirement account is called a 401k. A 401k is named after a section in the tax code that governs the account and is offered by employers to their employees. So if you're someone that works for a company, you would most likely have a 401k. A pro to this vehicle is that if you struggle with dedicating money towards retirement, you can set this account up to where your money is automatically being saved. And I'll use the terms account and vehicle interchangeably because if you really think about it, your retirement accounts are acting as a vehicle for your money. 
The next pro is that your employer can match your 401k contributions to a limit set by the company. For example, if you make $3,000 for that specific pay period at work and you put $300 from that amount into a 401k, your employer can put another $300 into your account. That's the match. Basically, it's free money. And if you have that option, please take advantage of it. And the last pro is that compared to other types of retirement accounts called IRAs, which I'll talk about later, you can contribute or save a lot more money every year. The limit is much higher. Now for the taxes. In this account, your money is not taxed on the way in, but it is on the way out. This means you avoid income tax when you put money in, but when you withdraw money to live off of in retirement, the money gets taxed as regular income for your tax bracket. To help you understand that a little better, according to the 2020 tax bracket, if you're making between $40,126 and $85,525, your income tax would be 22%. So if you take out $60,000 during retirement, which is between those two amounts, that money would be taxed at 22%. The rates do change from year to year, but that is the general idea. I introduced the concept of income tax in my 8th episode about active income, so I recommend listening to that after this one. But that is a short explanation of 401k accounts. They are offered by your employer, and there are a number of pros associated with having the account, one being your employer can match your contributions, resulting in free money for you. And this money is not taxed on the way in, and you get taxed when you take the money out. The second type of retirement vehicle is called a 403b, and these are very similar to 401ks. You receive one by working for a company, your employer can match your contributions, and the max amount of money you can contribute annually is pretty high. The main thing that's different is the type of company you're working for. 403bs are for those working at public schools and nonprofits. Your money is also taxed the same. It's not taxed on the way into the account, but your earnings are taxed on the way out. The only other minor difference between the two accounts is that in some cases, you have less investment options in a 403b, and I'll explain what this means. You may have been wondering what I meant when I started telling you that your money can grow more if you start saving as a teenager. If you just keep cash you make under your mattress, that balance isn't increasing in size, so how does it all work? Well, when you start saving for retirement, that money isn't just sitting online. The money's in investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and more. I won't break down every type of investment there is to know and how they all work because we'll be here all day, but when you invest in something, you are hoping that the value of whatever it is you choose to put your money into will grow over time. I'll use a sneaker analogy that sneakerheads and really anyone should be able to understand. If you buy a pair of Jordans, for example, once they first release, depending on the specific shoe and how popular it is, two months from now, those Jordans may cost $200 more to buy. If you paid $100 for them in September, then in November they're worth $300, you have a gain on your investment, assuming they're in new condition. Just by having the shoes for that time, they've went up in value, meaning if you were to sell them in November, you would make $200. Similarly, when you invest your money into a stock, which is a small piece of ownership in a company, you are hoping for the stock to go up in price so you can receive a positive return on your investment. And different types of investments come with varying degrees of risk, and those varying degrees of risk come with higher amounts of gain and loss. What I mean by that is if you invest in a newer company, for example, you are not sure if they will be successful yet. There is a higher risk in the company failing and you losing money. But since you got in at the bottom and maybe their stock price is $10 right now, 
If the small company does really well, you have a much higher potential upside. If in the next 10 years that price grows to $200, you just made $190 by being patient and holding the stock. Compared to someone who maybe bought at the 5-year mark when the company was a little less risky to invest in because people see they're starting to do well, the stock price then could have been $150. Now they're at the same point you are but they've only made $50. You've made $190. All that to say, there are riskier investments and there are safer investments and usually the riskier ones end up with a higher potential upside. I gave many examples because I wanted to make sure you understood what I meant when I talk about money growing inside of these retirement accounts and how different ones result in different financial outcomes. But back to what I was talking about, I was explaining how in 403Bs, there may not be as many investment options compared to a 401k. To recap the 403B accounts, they are offered by your employer and are very similar to 401ks in the pros and how they are taxed, not on the way in, but on the way out. The main difference is that these accounts are for those working for public schools and nonprofits. The third type of retirement account is called a traditional IRA. There are several kinds of IRAs and those letters stand for individual retirement accounts or arrangements as they're legally named by the IRS or the Internal Revenue Service. Different than the 401k and 403b accounts offered when you work for a company, IRAs can be opened by anyone. They're not set up through any employer. And many people actually have both kinds, a 401k and a type of IRA. And I know some of you are listening to my podcast because you are interested in starting on an entrepreneurial path. If you've been concerned listening to me talk about these retirement accounts so far, thinking you can only get one by working for someone else, then don't worry. You can take it upon yourself to open an account like this because you should definitely still save for retirement regardless of how you make your money. And that's the first pro to this vehicle. No matter your job, you can open a traditional IRA. These kinds of accounts are what will enable you to start saving for retirement as a teenager. The second pro is that there are so many investment options in a traditional IRA. You will almost always have more options through this account compared to a 401k or 403b. And because those plans are chosen by the company, you have no say over really what investment options you receive compared to the IRAs which you can open and assess the different options yourself. And the third pro is that traditional IRA fees are much lower than 401k and 403b fees. 401k and 403b fees are charged by your account providers and different companies can have different providers. And those providers all set their own fees based on a number of factors relating to where you work. For example, if your money is earning a 7% return on your investment but you pay a 1% fee, your money is really only gaining a 6% return. And I'll go into more depth about investment returns later in this episode. 1% may not seem like a lot now, but the money you lose over time does add up in the end. Now for taxes. You get taxed the same in this account as you do in the past two I've talked about. You don't pay taxes on the money going in, but you do pay them when you withdraw or take the money out. To recap, anyone can open a traditional IRA, and the main pro is that you have a wide range of investment options in this vehicle. Your money is not taxed on the way in, but is on the way out. The fourth and final retirement account is called a Roth IRA. Since it's another type of IRA, it shares many features of the previous account I talked about. It can be opened by anyone, you have many investment options, etc. The main difference is how your money gets taxed. In a Roth IRA, it's pretty much the opposite of all the others. You pay income tax as you put money into the account, but when you get to retirement, you can withdraw the money completely tax-free. 
Many people love these accounts for a number of reasons, one being your investments can grow tax-free. What I mean by this is that you don't pay taxes on the money you make or the gain from the growth of your investments. That's also the case for all the other accounts I've talked about, but it's a pro compared to normal investment accounts, different from retirement accounts where you have to pay long and short-term gain tax. And now I'll explain to you all why you should love it too, and why I and many others believe this is the best type of account for teenagers to begin saving for retirement in. As teens, you're most likely not pulling in six figures every year and are usually on a beginner's salary. That means you're paying little, if any, income tax. So at this stage in your life when you're not making enough money to create a huge tax burden on your paycheck, why not choose the option where you pay those taxes now, meaning you don't have to later? I'm also assuming you all will want to continuously earn more money every year, but what that comes with is higher tax payments. I'll throw in some numbers to really show you what I mean. The site smartasset.com states, according to BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics data, the median salary of 16 to 19 year olds is $506 per week, which comes out to $26,312 per year. And according to the 2020 tax bracket, you would be taxed at 12%. So in a year, you've given $3,157 to the government. That statistic is actually for full-time workers, meaning you might be taxed even less if you work a part-time job, but it will work for this experiment. In comparison, the median income for adults is $61,937. If you're making that amount later down the road, you would be taxed at 22%. Now you're giving $13,626 to the government. So choosing to save for retirement in a Roth IRA as a teenager sounds like a no-brainer. And to start, your parents may need to open a custodial account for you because you are a minor, but really all you need to start contributing money to this vehicle is earned income. The website Investopedia says, according to the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, earned income includes wages, salaries, bonuses, commissions, tips, and net earnings from self-employment. So if you're making money as a babysitter, tutor, mall employee, etc., you can start putting money into a Roth IRA. And while it's important to save for retirement, know it's okay to spend your money too. You don't have to put every penny into this account, but you should take advantage of this opportunity. I have episodes out now that talk about many different ways you can make money as a teenager. Those are episodes 2, 3, 11, and 12. Remember, if you want 1.5 million more dollars saved by retirement and are now motivated to do so, now that you've heard what path you should take to get there, listen to those episodes on how to start making money so you can turn these dreams and numbers into a reality for yourself. And if you're already working and making earned income, then I hope this episode inspired you to talk to your parents today about setting up a Roth IRA for you. To recap, a Roth IRA is similar to and comes with all the benefits of a traditional IRA, but the main difference is that it's taxed the opposite. Your money gets taxed on the way in and is tax-free on the way out. Many people agree that this is the best account for teenagers to start saving in for retirement, and there are many factors that back up this opinion. As I mentioned before, I will have episodes coming soon going into further detail about all of the accounts I talked about today. Until then, you can maybe bring up this topic to your parents and ask them how this could be possible for you. Maybe ask them about their retirement savings and what they chose to do with their money.
In the coming episodes, I will talk about factors such as maximum and minimum contributions to these accounts, when do you get to withdraw the money, and what happens if you try to take money out early, the requirements to open these accounts, and more. Again, there is still information to cover relating to what I talked about today, but this episode will serve as the introduction and basis episode on the subject of retirement savings. And before I close out this episode, I wanted to remind you all of how crazy the numbers and data can get in a positive way when you start saving now versus waiting until your 20s or 30s. For this numbers experiment, I'm going to assume you're making $60,000 a year, which is close to the median income for adults. Yes, I know this is probably way more than you're making currently, but this number is just assuming you're making less now and will make more than the median later down the road. It's just an average I'm going to go by. To run these numbers, I'm using Dave Ramsey's investment calculator, which you can find on the web as well as in my description down below. So if you're making $60,000 a year, that's $5,000 a month. And let's assume you're putting aside 10% of that amount towards retirement, which totals $500 per month. You're starting at age 15 and you're retiring at age 62. And the last statistic that we have to add is, of course, the annual return percentage on your money over the course of your working years. Remembering back to the shoes example, if you bought them for $100 then sold them for $300, making you $200, your return would be 200%. Making $100 would already be a 100% return on the money you put in because you contributed $100, so double that is twice the percentage. It's the statistic that shows your investment gain. So for our experimental purposes, Investopedia.com says adjusted for inflation, the historical average annual return is around 7%. So that's the percentage we'll use. So you're saving all this money from age 15 to 62, and if you factor all of those numbers in, you would have $2,193,214 saved for retirement. Think about that. And money management experts like Dave Ramsey even suggest you save 15% of your monthly income, which if you did that, would result in even more money for you later down the road. So just know you can save more than 10% of your monthly income if you're in the position to do so. Now, I'll compare the almost $2.2 million you would make starting to save at 15 versus starting at age 25. Keeping all the same stats, excluding your starting age, which is now 25, you would have $1,048,272 saved for retirement. That's what a 10-year difference will get you if you wait, $1,144,942 less. Now, some people don't even start saving until their 30s, so comparatively, if you started saving at age 30, you would now only have $714,205 saved. Remember, you all can plug in whatever numbers you want yourselves by searching Dave Ramsey's investment calculator or just checking the link in my description. And just to note, as you make more money, remember that 10% of your monthly income increases too. 10% of 500 is 50, but 10% of 750 is 75. And when looking at the stats I used, of course some people retire later or choose to contribute a lot more than 10% of their monthly income towards retirement, but there is still a common theme. If you start earlier, you will end up with more money later. Now for a fun and maybe more relevant experiment for you all, I'm going to tell you how much extra you could have saved for retirement by giving up your daily coffees. Using the same investment calculator, I'll factor in all the same statistics as before. And let's say an average coffee is $5, and if you have one daily, that's 30 coffees in a month, meaning you're spending $150 a month on coffee. 
If you put $150 into retirement instead, not combined with your normal savings, I'm adding this separately, and if you kept all the same factors from before, you would have $657,965. Just by giving up a daily coffee starting at age 15, that is the result. It's pretty crazy. Now, this is not to say you should never buy coffee again. These numbers just go to show by sacrificing purchases like these that we may not even think twice about, if the money was invested and put towards other financial goals, it turns out to be a substantial amount of money in the end. Examples other than buying a coffee could be the interest fees from car or student loans. These numbers may look like small amounts now, but in the long term, they can drastically add up. So trying to cut these costs or even avoid them altogether and choosing to invest the money instead will greatly benefit your financial future. This can mean many different things for your future depending on who you are and what goals you have. You might choose to retire early or as you get older, you may not have to put as much money into your savings every month compared to your peers. There are many positive things that can stem from starting to save early for retirement. And that brings us to the end of this episode, the first on the show about retirement savings. I hope you learned something and gained insightful information on a new topic. And as you continue listening to the podcast, I hope you can talk to your parents about this subject and start saving now for retirement. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this week's episode and learn something new. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions through my Twitter at MoneyMovesForTeens or through my Instagram at Talia.Simone underscore. If you decide to follow, you will be notified every time I release a new episode and I do frequent polls about my podcast so you all can be part of my podcast decisions such as choosing episode topics. If you are more of a visual learner, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where I create animations for these episodes. It's the same great information just in a video form. If you would like to continue building on what you learned this episode while supporting my podcast, in my descriptions I always have an outline and discussion guide. You can also go to buymeacoffee.com slash and access them through the shop section of my site. Print out the guides for your favorite episodes and talk about them with friends and family. Also, if you like Money Moves for Teens, be sure to give a rating and share it with those who will benefit from the information. I hope to see you next week. Bye!